First off, Happy New Year. I hope your holidays were refreshing, relaxing, and you were able to charge your way into 2023 with a renewed or new sense of purpose. Fellow listening audience, we are going to kick off one of the first Shape America podcast episodes of 2023 with a real life superhero. This person is a former college basketball player, a national judo champion, has been featured on American Ninja Warrior, but most importantly, is a full-time edu physical education teacher. Coming to you from the state of this year's Shape America National Convention and Expo, my fellow humans, none other than Sandy Zimmerman. Sandy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for the introduction, Sean. <laughs> no, that's what I'm good for. We got to set the tone here. So Sandy, we like I told the audience, you are a real life superhero in everything that you've done, but every superhero has an origin story. So tell the audience your origin story. Oh, man. where How far back do I go, Sean? As far um, as you need to. Yeah, I think um, one of the memories that I think really kind of changed things for me. You know, I, I grew up poor and on welfare and spent time in the foster care system. But one memory I think that completely shifted my way of thinking and my way of looking at myself um, happened um, at the National Judo Championship. And um, I'm standing up on that podium and by some miracle, I kid you not, it was a miracle. If you like an underdog story, then you will love my story. But somehow, I managed to win the national judo championship there in the Tacoma Dome. And um, I remember standing on that podium and I had mixed emotions because um, first of all, I was proud of myself. I mean, I was a national judo champion. Right? I was really proud of myself. Um, but there was another part of me that was sad because um, there was no one there to celebrate with. Uh, my family wasn't there. I did have my sensei there. Um, but it was mixed emotions watching, you know, the girls that got second and third place surrounded by their family, their friends, their coaches that look so proud of them. And they're taking picture after picture after picture. And I don't even have a picture from that day. Um, but the moment that I think changed my life is when I got down off that podium and my sensei, sensei came over and he gives me a big hug and he's this massive man. So he picks me up and he's giving me this bear hug and he puts me down and he's so excited and happy for me. And he says the words that really changed my way of looking at myself. He said, Sandy, you could go to the Olympics. Mm. And at first it was a strange reaction, but I remember blushing. I mean, I, you know, those moments when you can feel your cheeks uh, get flush and warm. And I remember thinking, sensei girls like me don't dream dreams like that. Mm. Like we just, we try to get through the day and not get hit. We try to get through the day and hopefully not go to bed hungry. We don't dream big dreams like going to the Olympics. Um, but after a while, I kept hearing those words, Sandy, you could go to the Olympics. Sandy, you could go to the Olympics. And eventually I thought, well, maybe Sensei's right. Maybe it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've gone through, what you've been through, what you're currently going through through, um, maybe Sensei's right, and that we can all dream big dreams. And since that moment, I'll tell you what, I have become a big, ridiculous dreamer. I mean, the kind that people will think you are crazy for dreaming. Um, but it just changed my way of looking at myself. And it's incredible how small interactions like that can do that. 
for people. And I think, isn't that one of the best parts about teaching? We have the opportunity every day to have those life-changing moments. My sensei didn't know it at the time that here I would be 40 some years later, still thinking about his words and still living as a dreamer. But we have that power every single day. And you know what? That's 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 truly a powerful message, especially as we enter this new year to always keep dreaming, right? We're never too old to dream, you know, as we're doing work with students in the classroom and helping them fulfill their dreams, you know, as teachers, as educators, as professionals, we're never, we're never beyond our own dreams, right? So love that message, always dream big, right? So, you know, I kind of went through the list of some of the things <laughs> that you've accomplished in your life. Um, but, you know, to, but at the end of the day, you're still a teacher, right? So, to become a, 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 an American Ninja Warrior, a National Judo Champion, all these things and still be active in your home life. How do you find time to continue to pursue these things? Yeah, that is a good question. So one thing that I wanna clarify is that um, I did balance doing Ninja Warrior and teaching and then I started speaking. Um, but in June, um, I actually resigned from my teaching um, because, and it was one of the hardest decisions that um, I've made in my life. And it would have been a lot easier had I not liked teaching and not enjoyed it. It would have been a lot easier um, if I didn't feel like I was still making a huge impact in kids' lives. Um, but I just couldn't shake this feeling that teaching was where I was supposed to be for 23 years. I was a teacher and I was a coach and I loved it. In fact, I loved it more after 23 years than I did when I first started. And I guarantee you there's not many people that can say that about their profession. Um, and that's what made it so hard to leave. But I just couldn't shake this feeling that I had a different purpose now. And that was to take my stories now that I had the courage and confidence to do it and share it with as many people that will listen. And so I made that leap into um, public speaking and I've been traveling around, um, sharing my stories and impacting lives. So um, as scary and terrifying as it's been, it's also been really exciting, this new chapter in my life. Um, but I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I made that crazy leap and I know it makes no logical sense. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm finally been teaching long enough to make a decent living. <laughs> and it's something I'm good at. It's something I still really enjoy. But when you feel called, you got to go. Because the other alternative is to live with wonder and to live with regret. And I knew, I knew I couldn't do that. So I did make that huge leap in June. And it's, uh, it's been an incredible journey since then. You know, I'm just saying, once a teacher, always a teacher. So yeah, we can we can say we're retired, right? <laughs> as as long as you're still fulfilling the purpose of going out speaking to people, you know that that's the teaching of itself, right? It just looks different now. You're not in the classroom, you know. Your audience yeah. changed, you know. So we appreciate all of that. I'm sitting here trying to find some credits to you because you talked about some of those journeys on, on, on the public speaking game. Can you can you name some of those groups you spoke to or where you've been on? Where I've been? Oh. Um, well, I've, I've been to a lot of different places, but I have a really exciting one coming up in March. <laughs> so we will get to that soon. So 
So one of the quotes I'll take is, as as you listen to Sandy, she will be our keynote speaker, our opening session keynote speaker. I'll throw those credits in at the end here uh, for the Shape America National Convention and Expo. But a quote from the page, that page for that keynote uh, speech, I do want to point to is from Jackie Robinson. Again, a life is not important except in the impact it has on others' lives. <clears throat> so reading that and thinking about that, Sandy, and your story Obviously, the superhero you are, you know, you've had to have some sort of inspiration to get to the point you're at now. So who, who? <sighs> so, so many people, so many people um, that I think, you know, life is really a team sport. And I think all of us, if we sat down and really, really thought about how have I gotten to where I'm at? And um, it always just seems to come down to people, whether it was sensei uh, when I was younger that uh, taught me discipline, that taught me hard work, that taught me how to get knocked down literally and uh, get back up in life, but how it's funny in sport and activity. I'll tell you what, I think we have the most important job there is. I want you to think about how many times in life we use those life lessons that we learn through sport and physical activity. How many people in our lives that we look back on and that made a huge impact were PE teachers, were coaches, someone that invested in us and made a difference. And I have a long list of people that helped me get to where I am today. And I'm just so grateful for those. And when I think about impact, you know, that's what drives me. You know, that's why I became a teacher 23 years ago is I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make an impact in people's lives, like what my teachers and coaches did for me. And ironically, it's also why I made the leap in June to become a public speaker, because I thought my goal is still impact. That quote was the very first thing I put when I got my job 23 years ago, I framed that Jackie Robinson quote. It was from a magazine. And it sat on my, um, in my office all those years. And I thought, how ironic is that's why I went into teaching. And that's also why I left teaching. Because now I feel like I can have an impact in a bigger scale. Um, but I think, gosh, if that's not the heart of why you went into teaching, uh, I don't know if you went into the right profession. Right. And you know, yeah, as a, as a sports nut myself, I'm kind of like you, you know, I have some some of those uh, mementos of quotes and things like that. I've got, you know, behind me here, my home office, my Muhammad Ali uh, robe and everything, a couple of books from Muhammad Ali, actually a picture up on that you can't see of Muhammad Ali, but he's kind of been, you know, one of those inspirations for me along with family and things like that, just people and, you know, individuals, figures along the line that's helped. So let me get this you're right. Missing, um, you're missing a picture of Sandy Zimmerman with one of her quotes back there. Hey. I'll have to send you one, Sean. Oh, no. Here, listen. <laughs> I'm going to see you in Seattle. So when that happens, I'm going to be up on the stage. We're going to get this selfie, and then we can put that up on the wall. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to check your future recordings and make sure there's one of me back there. Producer Joey Martelli, please book that on the uh, <laughs> lineup of the ceremonies, please. <laughs> Sean Neville said this in Anyway, <laughs> um, so going back to your teaching day. So when you took up the thought that, okay, I want to become an American Ninja Warrior, were you still teaching in the classroom? 
So I, um, yeah, so I started this crazy American Ninja Warrior journey. Um, I think it's been eight years now, which is insane. And uh, so I was teaching full time. And, um, you know, when I first started, I thought, this could be really inspiring for my students. You know, I'm, I'm trying to teach them to live a healthy and active life. And I thought, you know, if I did this whole American Ninja Warrior thing, this could be really inspiring for them to actually see it and to see it on TV. Gosh, you know, the cooler our students think we are, the more they listen to what we have to say. So I thought, hey, that could take this to a whole new level. And so I was trying to balance, um, you know, the teaching, the training and being on that. And I did that for eight, eight years. And what was incredible um, is getting to share that sport with my students. Uh, that was one thing that had came from it too, is we started, um, I first introduced um, obstacles as a unit and uh, just low level stuff, beginner stuff. Um, but what I love about Ninja is it is the perfect um, avenue to teach life lessons. You wanna teach kids to stick with things that are hard long enough to get them. This is your sport. And so I fell in love with it even more after seeing the growth that I was having, seeing the growth my own kids were having, and then seeing the growth that my students were having, you know, and seeing how those lessons that we learn in sports and physical activity, it trickles over into all the other aspects of their life. I can't tell you how many times I'd have a classroom teacher come up to me and go, I, whatever you talk about in class today the kids in there they were struggling with math and there was one student in particular who usually will struggle in math and then just quit and give up but he remembered you talking about how obstacles it's about making progress it's about making progress and you stick with it and he stuck with it in class today he stuck with math and I thought yes that's why we do this all of this will trickle from our lessons that we teach on the court on the field on the mat to real life. And I think that is ultimately the goal. And so seeing the impact that that was having, uh, we added obstacles as a unit. And then it just, I'll tell you what, we'll do the unit. And as soon as we're done, kids are like, when are we doing obstacles again? I'm like, guys, we have to do some other units too. Um, but with the support of the administration, I was able to add it as an after-school sport and it filled up instantly. Flyers went home, information went home. We actually had to cap it and had to turn kids away. We offered a second session of it. Um, it is just an incredible sport where you just come as you are. You just come as you are. Whatever fitness level you're at, whatever mental confidence you're at, and you just start and you just make progress. And it's this incredible culture of understanding that it's about celebrating progress. It's about, and, and, and how kids do that for each other. You know, there'll be kids, it's like, say there's five of these steps in a rope you're supposed to get. First time they get to the first step. Second time they get to the third step. Their group's going crazy for them because I'm like, you made progress, yeah. And then there's the other kids who can challenge themselves and say they do the whole obstacle, get the rope. And we can celebrate them too. And I think that leveling and that understanding of success isn't how we compare to others. Success is about you getting out of your comfort zone. Maybe that's what success was for you. You just tried something new that you might fail at. Whatever that success looks like for an individual, that's what the culture is in Ninja. And that's why I've loved it. And I've continued to love it and love my kids doing it and love seeing other, other people's kids doing it. I like that. So 
to take what you're talking about, what you're doing for the students, and let's talk to the teachers now, right? Let's talk to those professionals. Let's talk to those educators because as you're going through this journey in your life, becoming an American Ninja Warrior, you're still working full time. You still, you know, I'm talking about you, all teachers, all educators, all professionals, you know, we're still spouses, we're still mothers and fathers and parents, right? And you still did it. You decided at some point to say that you mattered and that you were going to pursue this journey for your overall well-being. What words can you give teachers now, especially in this climate, you know, that we're kind of dealing with with education and, you know, the strain on teachers and things like that? What words can you give them to empower them to keep moving forward in their professional and personal journey. Yeah, um, you know, I think that that balance um, is not something that um, I have perfected, but is something that is an ongoing um, work in progress for sure. You know, we, what is it that we want to pour ourselves into? And we have 24 hours, but I will say there are a lot of distractions some really fun ones that we can get on. I mean, I will, I, and I'm guilty of it. There are times where I'm on there and it's like, okay, I'm looking for some good content on social media. And then all of a sudden I go down a rabbit hole and 30 minutes later, I'm like, dang it, I can't get that 30 minutes back. And I really needed that time either for me uh, or for my kids or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's a matter of, um, really trying to carve out time and, and remembering that um, I'm an investment too. Mm -hmm. And if I can take that time to do what I need to do to be my best version of myself, whether that's sometimes working out, because I will tell you, if I don't work out, I get super grumpy. So my family's like, mom, you need to work out. <laughs> but taking the time for me, you know, whether that's a workout or whether it's a rest day or whether it's just I need some veg out time with one of my favorite movies, whatever it is, or extra sleep. How many of us aren't getting enough sleep, right? Um, but making sure that I come to the table with my family, with my students, whatever hats I wear with a full tank for them. So it's important. We gotta carve out that time for ourselves and making sure what fills your cup and that's different for everybody. That's so different for everybody but making sure that when I show up to that table and I put that hat on as a teacher, as a mom, as a coach, whatever it is, that I wanna come with my cup full for them. And in order to do that, that means you gotta make some, some sacrifices in order to get your cup filled so you can go there 100%. And um, there, are, there are a lot of hard choices that you have to make, but I think you being able to come um, fully and be present is a huge part of that. Beautiful. Now, I'm a, I'm going to have to let you go because I can't keep you on because we got to <laughs> say the good stuff for the convention, right? For the keynote speech. So how can how can the listeners follow you in any last words? All right. Uh, Sean, I, um, they can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Sandy Zimmerman, uh, Sandy Zimmerman Ninja. Um, also, as impossible, um, I do have a public Facebook. Um, and then also all those links are honestly on my website. If they just go to sandyzimmermanninja.com, they can click on all those links and uh, follow me there and get some more info. And then really looking forward to Shape America, that I'm really honored that I get to be 
the keynote for that. I, I'll tell you what, that is kind of mind blowing to me sometimes uh, that I get the opportunity to do that. Um, but uh, looking forward to seeing everybody there, uh, the connections and how much we can learn from each other in this profession. Uh, it's going to be an incredible, incredible uh, conference and looking forward to seeing everybody. Yes, Sandy Zimmerman. And one of the uh, video, uh, links she's talking about is a video from the 2022 Women's Championship for the American Ninja Warrior. You're not going to want to miss uh, <laughs> uh, the clip at minute 135. I'm just saying it was a, an amazing <laughs> save for the ages on that TV show. My fellow listening audience, again, that is Sandy Zimmerman. You can check her out and check her out at the keynote speech at this year's Shape America National Convention and Expo in Seattle, Washington on Tuesday, March 28th, starting at four o'clock p.m. Thank you all for listening and take care. Thanks so much, Sean.